Welcome to episode 216 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined as always by Kyle Springer. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. How was your weekend, Kyle? My weekend's been pretty cool. Uh, I was super excited for Paper Girls to start yeah. coming out on Amazon Prime. Uh, and I was only expecting them to drop the first one or two. Um, and they ended up dropping the entire thing. Uh, all, all at once. All at once. So, yeah, it, it, it I was, I was just like, oh, oh. Yeah, now I have to watch. Oh, God. I, well, okay. <laughs> watch the whole thing, which I did. I successfully finished what it. What a feat. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited about all of that stuff. So that's been my weekend. What about you? I just went to Target with my mom. Oh, I can't beat Target it. Nothing. This weekend, too. What? Do, you do you didn't have your mom? You didn't no. have my mom. <laughs> It's like, actually, I went to Target with your mom, Melissa. Uh, I don't know how to <laughs> tell you that. Uh, well. <laughs> you came off here, did not see me, only saw my mother. Right. We wandered through the, the Lego aisle. They have oh, so many good Legos out nowadays. They've got a Lego uh, of the Seinfeld set of Jerry's apartment uh, really? with everybody in it. Perfectly captures their faces in like little Lego minifig form. There's a tiny angry George you can buy. And it is, it's got a lighting rig on it. Like it is the set that they filmed. Amazing. It's got the friends, um, the, the cafe from friends and the apartment from friends. Uh, really super detailed. I, I don't know if I'd want, I don't know if I'm quite as fond enough of those shows to buy any of those. If they made a Brady Bunch house, I would buy it in a minute. Let me build the Brady Bunch house, please. But uh, I'd love to see them. So detailed. Uh, what, a, what a great treat to find in the aisles of your local Target. I saw one recently that was a Lego Super Nintendo. Like it, oh. it, like it looked like the actual console and yeah. the controller and, and stuff like that. But yeah, they, they have some wild stuff that you, yeah. you can get. Interesting. Good job, Lego. Yeah. Lego a mainstay. Lego reliable. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, but what are we here to talk about this week, Melissa? We're continuing our ongoing monthly coverage season by season of the sci-fi TV drama Fringe. Today we are talking about season four. And at the end of next month, we will come back and talk about the fifth and final season. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this, I think, has been the longest running yes the, the longest show that we have covered on our end of the month special uh yeah stuff and it's, it's everything been else it's been has fun. been three or four seasons well the venture brothers was seven seasons but we did like we combined seasons into episodes because i didn't want yeah. us to spend over half the year on one show so we did like seasons one and two and three and four and then five six yeah. seven because those were all shorter seasons but yeah, most number of episodes we are spending on French. Indeed. Um, yeah, so I've expressed my thoughts on the show overall that from the first time that I 
watch the, the mm. this show way back when on our previous times covering uh these seasons this is where i feel like the show had it it it, it had just hit rock bottom and it had tried it's now trying to claw its way back up and i i <laughs> i i end up liking kind of where the show ends off uh but like what we saw in season three with how far away from that, like mystery of the week formula mm. they got to the weirder stuff that they, they did, like the fully animated yeah. uh, scene. I, I just felt it was really weird. It was it, it had just gone downhill. It was still fun. And I think yeah. la last time we walked away saying, hey, if nothing else. This show swings for the fences like they yeah. they try everything and they they don't do it half assed like they they, 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 they yeah. just like they they try. Um, I would say this isn't a show that goes downhill so much as it is a show that jumps from the top of one hill to the top of a completely different hill. You're like, <laughs> how did I get over here? What happened right, to the first yeah. hill? <laughs> um, but as you can I think kind of tell by what they did in this season, mm. they're trying to win viewers back to the show. I think the mm -hmm. stuff that people liked, they are trying to reintroduce into the, the show. Uh, mm. Whereas you, I feel like you get a little bit more of the mystery of the week here in this one. Still not as much as we got it in like season one or season yeah. two, uh, but it was a, maybe a little more than season three. And then they start to bring certain characters back into the fold and and stuff like that. And you're just like, OK, these are the things that people kind of liked in season one. He 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 here. I can mm. see, see that they're like, like, oh, we had really bad ratings uh, <laughs> last year. It's, what if we bring these people back? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's. A dip in quality so much as just a shift in the formatting oh, sure. yeah. of the show. It started as this episodic mystery of the week procedural with ongoing background mythology. And right towards season three, it becomes very mythological. Every episode is necessary to the plot. You know, there but maybe is a case of the week, but everything ties back to the central mystery. And I can imagine they lost viewers just because it became more intensive to keep up with than the show looked like it was going to be at the beginning. It lost that episodic nature a lot as it went on. Yeah, there were I I think looking back now on like season one and two, I remember one of my critiques being like you, you, you would think they would get the formula that like, huh? This weird science mystery has something to <laughs> to 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 right. do with the the strange, crazy, mad scientist <laughs> that right. is right here. But they always be like, "But Walter, you did this. You expect?" <laughs> I'm so surprised. Yeah. I'm like that on top of who are these observers and what is their history and what is the history mm. with Peter and the whole story about Walter going to this alternate universe. Like to to have to explain that to a new viewer every time i feel like yeah it starts to weigh the show down and so they were just like oh i guess we can't really do this mystery of the week thing here huh we have mm -hmm. to just mm -hmm. assume that the people watching this know right. this stuff right 
um, and just kind of move on. Um, so yeah, I guess the like weekly crowd was just starting to get left behind yeah. and it was just like, okay, here's our like hardcore audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. This show, uh, it, it, it gets so preposterous towards the end of this season. And it's preposterous, not in like an eye rolling, jump the shark way. That may be how other people have taken it, but I thought it was so much fun. It is a wild ride. That they take these huge, ridiculous twists and turns and leaps and logic. But the heart of the thing is always there. This show is always emotionally successful. That is its strongest trait, I think. And that never goes downhill. Like, the characters never uh, act outside of their characterization unless that literally isn't them. (laughs) Unless that is a version of them from another universe or timeline, which happens a lot. Yeah. In this season, to recap, we start in another version of the prime universe that we started back in season one. This is a show with two alternate universes. And at the end of last season, Peter gets not completely wiped from existence, but it changes the history to where Peter one dies. Walter goes over to universe two to get Peter two. And this time, Peter 2 dies in that attempt to move him between universes. So we are looking at universe 1 in which there wasn't uh, a Peter past like age 8. Peter right. never got to, to grow up with Walter. He never got to meet Olivia and Astrid and Broyles. And there's all these other strange ripple effects out from that one instance. Like in this world, after Olivia's mom dies... Nina adopts her and her sister. Nina's been like her foster mom, which is very odd. There's weird things uh, that they mention that also change. Like, oh, Olivia's sister, Rachel, stayed with her husband. They're still married and they've got a second kid out there somewhere. We don't see these things, but they are mentioned. There are differences playing out. And then Peter does pop back into existence. And the timeline does kind of shift back to what we were seeing in uh the earlier seasons so this the beginning of this season left me kind of unsteady because we'd established universe one universe two and now we've got universe one redo where we loop back and we change something and it's the same universe but it's a different timeline (laughs) and i was never sure where this was going So I had trouble feeling like settled into the beginning of the season. Like, how long are we going to be here? Is this forever? Are we ever going to get back to the original timeline? Is this truly the Olivia we started with? And I think the the way things play out, again, emotionally successful, but sometimes I stop and think, why did this thing happen? Like Olivia starts to remember Peter as soon as he pops back into existence. Through the power of true love. He exists again because Walter and Olivia kind of still remember him. And then Olivia starts to regain her memories of that earlier timeline and all the cases they solved in her romance with Peter. But nobody else seems to remember anything besides a vague sense of familiarity with this man. And I wasn't sure, like, besides true love being the answer, which I will absolutely accept. Why does this only work for Olivia? Why doesn't Walter remember anything? Cortexafan. Like, I. always the answer. Right. These are the two answers you can always true give me love? is true love no, or Cortexafan. Cortexafan. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Drugs. That's what it was. Right. So it takes you a while to loop back to things that feel like home. To me, sure. it takes a while for you to feel like, okay, this is a different version of my universe, but it is my universe. Like, I, I, I can continue living here. I'm cool. I don't feel like, wait a minute, get me back to where I started from. Yeah. We're close enough to where we started from. Yeah. So it was hard to settle into the beginning of the season, but there are some really great emotional moments in the season mm -hmm. and some really fun episodes. There's a couple standout episodes in this season. For sure. Uh, we do get another lost alumni uh, in Two more. this season as well. And a uh, surprise actor that I completely had no idea was in the show. Uh, so shout out to Chadwick Boseman, who's in this what? season. Oh, wow. my God. Yes. Uh, yes. An angel has appeared in front of us. Season yeah. one episode as another former Cortexa fan kid. Wild. Uh, I, I just uh, like, when I had watched this originally, I didn't know who Chadwick Boseman was at like it like mm -hmm. he's he had started to get on the map shortly before I saw him in uh, Black Panther. But it was always in movies that I heard about and never yeah. actually watched. And so I still was not super familiar with him. And then, of course, I know him from all of the Marvel stuff as Black Panther and all that all that jazz. Uh, so then, mm -hmm. yeah, re-watching this and being like, oh, my God, I must have seen it like him in what? this a long time ago and just didn't know that this was him. Um, mm -hmm. So that was what, uh, interesting. What an incredible treat to, to come across from an actor who's had such a tragically limited body of work to find like one odd episode of a TV procedural that he's in is such a delight, such yeah. a treasure. Yeah. We've uh, the, uh, the episode after that is the one with Stephen Root, <laughs> beloved character actor Stephen Root and his actual wife playing these married scientists. Nice. That one's fun for lost alums. We've got Henry Ian Cusick and Rebecca Mater at the end of this season. <laughs> Both mm -hmm. greatly used. Always happy to see somebody from Lost. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that I think is all kind of our spoiler free thoughts mm -hmm. for right now. We will take a quick break. And when we come back, we will dive into spoilers and more stuff like that. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back 
a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. It means a lot. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, f- cool things that we're up to here at the Whatnots. Next week, Melissa, you will yes. be here in this square yes. that I'm in. You'll be on my kick camera because you'll be here in Oklahoma. In I will. Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, you are coming down to visit for, you know, super special episode 217, the, the anniversary <laughs> that everyone celebrates <laughs> on all of their podcasts that reach 217 episodes. No, um, <laughs> we are about to hit episode 200 on the Whatnots Captain's Log. Uh, yes. And for that, since I just moved out to the Midwest a handful of months ago, you were like, hey, that's actually doable for me to like come down and visit and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, come on down. Uh, yes. And so, yeah, you are taken a short road trip down to visit me and we are meeting in person for the first time i've only ever seen you on screen here we've been doing this for over four years uh this is very exciting to get to do it live big episode 200 of the captain's log uh and then while we're here just episode 217 of the review show exactly exactly uh, mm-hmm. So that's super exciting. Be on the lookout for all of that. Uh, what else? Uh, so, yeah, uh, I mentioned Paper Girls at the start. I have a reaction to episode one of that up on our YouTube, as well as a review of the first four. Uh, and then I guess sometime today after we're done recording this, I'm going to be recording a review of the entire show. Um, so, or like yeah entire show slash second half of the show um but yeah that stuff will be up on the reactor core uh which will also be up on our youtube uh and stuff like that so lots of cool things are happening uh here at the whatnot so be on the lookout i always say Mm -hmm. be on the lookout for all the cool stuff that we do here because we do a lot of cool stuff here at the whatnots (laughs) <laughs> climb to the highest point get out your spy class and wait for our latest episodes indeed um cool i think that is about it for housekeeping mm-hmm. right now so let's get into spoilers okay uh yeah where do we want to start with this i i'll start with this uh-huh david robert jones is back, back! Yeah! He's back, baby. <laughs> He's, uh, last time we saw him, he disintegrated. I don't he remember. Was dead. Yeah, he got uh, <laughs> he, he got chopped in half by a right? portal. Yes, yes. Um, as as uh, they closed it on on him, there it like cut half of him off, so he split. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was out of the show, uh, and. That was one of the things that I was referring to of like, what yeah. if you bring him back to the show? Because I think people really mm. liked him. Um, and that that's exa- exactly what they did, did, did. And once they started to bring him back and introduce him as a character that is trying to enact these these mad science experiments, mm. so, so, so to speak. Um, yeah, it, like at, I know my interest 
peaked and was just like, oh, oh, I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. That he, he came back in this here. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that worked on on me to to just be like, oh, he's back. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it's I do like Jared the Harris, angle man. where uh, true love brings Peter back into his own timeline, an alternate <laughs> right. version of his original timeline. And this is before Olivia has like got all her memories back. So all this stuff is happening and, P- and they were like, what is this mystery? Who's this culprit? Who could be doing this? Who's that? And Peter's like, well, I know that guy. I did yeah. this before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, um, Peter kind of like Dr. Osmandius, uh, or uh, God, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Dr. Manhattan. Good God. Um, he, d- d- Dr. Manhattan's his way back into existence. <laughs> Right, just a spinal system walking through all the way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ch- Ch- Chadwick has been being the only one to watch it as he's just like, "What is happening right. here?" <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, th- there's some some wild stuff, but that is kind of one of the strange things about this season, right? Yeah, that you 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 touched on that. Like, this is familiar, but it's not. Yeah, it's not exact exactly our universe, but it is still universe one. But it's yeah. universe one timeline B. Yes, and so exactly. That makes it different <laughs> enough. And yeah, he Peter wills himself back into existence. He he is familiar with all of these characters, the things that they're trying to do, the things they're using to into them. And no one believes him at first because no one yeah. knows who he is. Yeah, they, they they like they know the person that he says he is. Right. But they're just like, no, you died. That's not it. <laughs> and such so weird things are happening. But how did you feel about David Robert Jones coming back into the picture? Like as one of the main kind of ingredients for this season? I love how he looks. I love the makeup job on him because previously he'd been through so many like teleportation and dimensional travel experiments that his body was like decomposing at a molecular level. He was just turning into like time space goop. He was bandaged up to be held together like the invisible man. And now he's got these like something like a weird contact lens and like skin grafts Like he's been burned and reconstructed. It's an excellent makeup job. That's another one of the mm-hmm. strongest facets of the show. They kill it on these practical effects and on all these weird ways that people get to look thanks to all this mad science. I will say one exception to that. Um, the only makeup job that I did not like, which has only ever been in this season, was when they do... Yeah, that, that there's a like a, a spoof on like the Terminator kind of yeah. uh, in. OK, this, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Royals did like yeah, so, old Royals w- doesn't work. W- <laughs> whatever they did with his makeup or the CGI on his face does I, not work. It, it looks it's, bad. 
it's Lance Reddick has such beautiful skin. Like he's got like such a tight, smooth face that like the wrinkles painted on have like no dimension to him. Like you can't give his face <laughs> yeah. any sag. It, it does wrinkles. not look real. <laughs> right. They're just painted on. They're two dimensional. Except for that. Some of the aging doesn't always work, but every like sci-fi uh, mutation, injury, transformation, that always looks really yes, good. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, that was always one of the things that really caught my t- attention for this show, especially back in season one when it originally came out on TV. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know who Jared Harris was a, a, as an actor. Now I'm, I'm like, oh, it's Jared Harris. Yes, I love it. Like, I love him. Yeah. He's a great actor. Um, but I I saw him and I was terrified of of, of him back in the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, that day. He scared me. He spooked me. He just he had that look. Yeah, that like half of his face, like he's turning into time travel goop. Um and here he is again, still just being this like creepy David Robert Jones character, but has also kind of figured out how to at least slow or stop some yeah. of that goopification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and but like still is scarred and and like has some 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 issues there. But it just like it looked good. And I feel like to have a like a physical, tangible villain uh, in this show, I think also kind of serves it well. Yeah, um, I know it's it, it's strange to call him a villain in in the like comic books sense. Uh-huh. Right. But he he is absolutely absolutely an antagonist. And I think I, I think. Having someone like him in the show is one of the things that was missing from season two, three, and I guess now we're here in uh, four, yeah. so in, in two and three. Um, it, it didn't completely feel aimless, right? Like, mm. I, I, I don't feel like we thought the show was aimless because it didn't have the like, and here is. The face of villainy yeah. in the show. Yeah. It, it was it, like, I I feel like it's one of those things. Oh, now that he's back, you're just like, oh, yeah. I, I kind of see what we were missing. Uh, uh-huh. Interesting, huh? <laughs> sure. Yeah, Sorry. it is nice to have a villain of whom there is only one, and it's not like another version of a character we already have. There is one David Robert Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I liked the inclusion of of putting him back in the show. That was good. Yeah, I, I thought that helped. And then we find out that he's working for William Bell, who in this timeline was believed to have died in a car accident like seven years ago off screen. And no, he just went back to storing his soul inside a literal bell. Uh, and then he, de- <laughs> he rings himself to life like the famous Evanescence song. which was also a nice treat i didn't know if we were going to see leonard nimoy again like i didn't know where he was in his his health and and his acting capabilities at this time there's an episode in season three where he's uh he exists as like a voice that's why that episode is animated mostly so that they can have him have that character there without having like leonard nimoy on set so i wasn't expecting to see him again and it turns out that Originally, 
after Peter had died and then Walter tried to get a different Peter and that Peter also died. He was like driven mad and he was so angry at fate and at these laws of the universe. And he's like, I can do it, William. I can do it. I can rebuild the universe. I can make a new universe where I have a son, as many sons as I want, and I can be God. And that's when William Bell took out the pieces of his brain, like, Walter, you're scaring me. You're scaring yourself. Like, we have to put the genie back in the bottle, is what they say. And then later, William Bell was like, no, I think that's actually a pretty good idea. I'd like to be God. So he takes everything he learned from Walter and he like climbs back out of his bell where he lives like a Pokemon who gets put in a Pokeball and he gets a David (laughs) Robert Jones. And he's like using all these Cortexafan subjects to use their psychic energy to collapse Universe 1 and Universe 2 together. And they're going to make a new universe that's only going to be weird mixed up animals and William yeah. Bell and Walter. And he was saying, and then I figured you and I would just die uh, and then there'd be no more humans. And I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> That's how All this season ends. It's strange, so wild. Like, monsters and creatures that you've seen yeah. in seasons one through three. Those are the new animals in universe <laughs> three. Right. That like weird long like squid fish thing that was inside that one person he's in some tank they're building some sort of like noah's ark filled with all of these cryptids um at the end of the day that's the plot of this season which is kind of it's so bizarre it's so strange exactly but like listen to us i am not making fun of that being the ending it's preposterous but i am happy to retell it i am happy to think of it (laughs) i like that the show keeps so much emotional sincerity that the plots never feel like they're that silly or that unhinged because everything has these very real stakes for the lives of these characters we care so much about. Like, you're mm-hmm. along with them for the ride to anything, even if it is a weird animal universe that a bell man made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, man, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting because I, the plot still gets weirder. In, in the final season, I, like <laughs> it's it, it's it's strange to think about like all the places that this show goes, uh, uh-huh. and 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 does. Let's let's talk about some of the weird things that they do in this season. Uh, so we still have the observers mm. uh, in yeah. this, um, and uh, and like. <laughs> In one of them, they try and do the thing where they share a consciousness with them to try and get hands, which they they've yeah, done yeah. in previous seasons with another that's human a, being. Uh, right. That's old. That's classic. That's season one shared dream states the, that happens again, in the first right, 12 like episodes. Bringing back things they've already done yeah. in season one, which people liked. They try and do that with an observer. Uh huh. And they go in his head and his head is like this oddly empty inside of a spaceship as like they're in hyperspeed and just like what it like it's just this weird empty space 
that is just yeah, so weird and so strange. It looks like if you've two office buildings that are connected to each other and there's like a short, like 20 foot long sky bridge with nothing in it. Like there's just an, an empty sky bridge that's floating through the cosmos. Yeah. And this is where you learn a little bit more about the observers yeah. that they are from the far future. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I guess humans have screwed up or are so bad that they are trying to go back in time to Mm -hmm. study and figure out how to stop it and change it so they are just regular time travelers basically but so far in the future that like they they have completely different languages and uh, uh, tastes in food (laughs) <laughs> and, and and stuff like that like you, you you would think the answer would be slightly stranger than that mm-hmm. but then what they do with this is just so bizarre by itself right that like on the inside it's like oh he's a normal human like us no what is the inside of his mind <laughs> it is just this like what is going on here it's right. it's blank it's nothing Right. And like when we go inside other people's minds, like we go inside Olivia's mind in the animated episode and they could have animated anything. And instead, it's just no, it's just the city where she lives. Uh, it's, it's like the neighborhood she grew up in. Like it is human landscapes. No, when you're inside an observer's head, it, you're just like in a glass box floating through space. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is so strange. Um, then, yeah, like as we mentioned, we have this whole thing of Peter kind of willing himself back into existence uh and then olivia starting to remember yeah and you you mentioned at the start that you were kind of confused of like well why is she starting like starting to remember and why is no one else starting to remember and mm-hmm. like i was like love. is this going to be a trick or not can i settle into is like i understand that peter doesn't know can I know if this is for Olivia or not? Sure. Yeah. And it, like on, on one hand, you're like, oh, it's true love. Like that's mm. how they're connecting. And then I came and was like, it's drugs. It's cortexophane. Um, and it's that too. But it, it's strange because Peter coming back into existence seems like it like it, has some strange implications for that timeline yeah if if that is universe one we thought it was timeline b but if olivia is starting to remember this like is she just getting the memories from timeline a does that mean we're still not in timeline a when she finally does remember is season five gonna be in timeline a or timeline b yeah we don't know what so or is that a thing of like there never really was a second timeline it's still that first one it's just like things yes. had been chained and like the wool had been like i said over yeah your eye. like what like it, it's just really We're, hazy really fuzzy about what yeah. they're doing here i did figure out like this isn't universe three this is universe one oh. b yes <laughs> this mm-hmm. is universe a the universe one that looped back around on itself and the observers there to confirm to Peter, don't worry, that is your Olivia, which uh, 
it's a conflict I appreciate it. After season three, where Universe 2, where faux Olivia takes over Olivia Prime's life and you know, continues that budding romance with Peter, gets pregnant, has a baby, and then Peter's wiped from existence, and then the baby's wiped from existence, and ba- Peter didn't even get to know about him. Finally, somebody's able to tell Peter, did you know you had a son? Yep. finally somebody can tell him um but when peter blips back into existence he's like this isn't my timeline you're not my olivia i i'm not in love with you because you're not mine like he learned his lesson from before really make sure you're with your own olivia so they have this weird and like she sees him like look at her in this like very special tender way but he's like i don't like I don't want to have a relationship with you. You're, I want to get back to the, the Olivia I already had in a relationship with. I know that's not you. Yeah. And he's like encouraging this universe's Lincoln Lee and his yes. crush on this Olivia, which is very cute. Lincoln Lee's got these dorky glasses and Peter somehow like gets his prescription and buys him like nicer glasses. <laughs> like, here you go, bud. Now, <laughs> now you're real stud material. She'll like you now. And then well, when I, the I observer he, tells he hmm? bought a similar pair to the one that the Lincoln Lee from the other side originally <laughs> yeah. had to make him look a little more like that one. Right. Um, she likes this one. Yeah, because she because she had a crush on like faux Livia had a crush on uh, fake like okay fake so Lincoln. like a I was trying to like is there a faux lit Walter knit Lincoln? No, there's no there's um burned up, there's Lincoln with no. glasses and Lincoln without <laughs> glasses. And Lincoln without glasses had a big crush on on brunette Olivia. And now Lincoln with glasses has a big crush on blonde Olivia version. Oh God. <laughs> this is so confusing. But yeah, I like that Peter fully separates and differentiates out of after everything he's been through who is and isn't his Olivia but then the observer tells him no she is yours this is the Olivia you are supposed to be with I've seen all of time I've seen all of space you and Olivia gotta hook up bro and so so then he goes back and like this is after Olivia's like woken back up to her memories like I am your Olivia I love you Peter these are all the times we've kissed and solved a murder so then they have a relationship and poor like Lincoln Lee with glasses is so upset right about it, yeah. but knows he can't do anything. Though I, I, I do, do like what they ended up doing with his character. Yeah, uh, he, he did always kind of feel like this afterthought, this like the, the, the like sixth man on the team, right, where he's mm. he's coming off the bench bench uh even if he did have more of a main role in in universe two um uh-huh right like uh, that version of him ended up passing away though so to have him then end up staying in universe two uh to kind of be there with that olivia and he's able to have his crush on her and mm. not have a Peter to compete. With, yeah. Uh, and can, and she already kind of has a crush on him kind of. Yeah. Way, right. Yeah. Like, there, there's some, some things can happen. Sparks can yeah. fly over there. I, I liked that pairing. I, I liked Lincoln Lee with glasses and, and brunette Olivia. I think they were an interesting matchup. 
and it's like the universe is the season ends with they have to completely separate this like bridge they had between the two universes and he decides to stay over there yeah which is like it's now or never bud but he's like he doesn't have anything he has to get from home he's not like i i need other clothes i need my medication i have a fish that somebody needs to feed he's like i'm following this girl i'm just going to another universe and never seeing anybody again i'll see if there's a version of them over there i can befriend now right yeah like does does he have a next of kin that they need to like like is his mom gonna gonna be like oh lincoln he never came home he never called me right broils is to call her like ma'am your son decided to stay in another universe so i'm sure he's with you over there but um yeah you're sonless over here right (laughs) my apologies ma'am yeah um so that that whole thing is is interesting um wait his mom's dead this is something that I noticed this season is that, is that we, everybody's in the dead mom club, but nobody talks about it with each other. Livy's mom dead. In this universe, Peter's mom's dead. Find out Astrid's mom died. Lincoln's mom died. Yeah. And like these are they just mention these, but no character with a dead mom talks to another character with a dead mom about other in the dead mom club. And I wish yeah. they would. Um, so you mentioned Astrid. I think one of my favorite episodes yes, this yes, season is yes. when uh, the faux Astrid comes over from Universe 2 into Universe 1 and spends the day with them because she doesn't know. So because in Universe 2, fake universe, faux universe, um, Astrid's father dies and passes yeah. away and she doesn't really know what to do or how to grieve exactly. So in just kind of a strange turn of events, she decides to come to universe one to be like, well, what would my other self do? Yeah. And um, yeah, just spends the day with them, I guess, or like the weekend or who knows what. Um, and uh, it, it's, I, I think one of the most touching episodes yes. uh, in the whole in, in in the whole show. Yes. Um, to to get to see 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 her interact with her own self and in their own way describe that they both kind of have the same problems and mm. same issues and they don't necessarily know how to deal with it, but they get by. Um, yeah. I, man, yeah, man, that one was so, so good. It's I really love it. It is a little bit more of an Astrid two episode than an Astrid one episode. But I do love that when did Astrid two, when alt Strid shows Alt-Strid. up, Astrid walks in and like screams because it's the first time she's ever seen her. And then somebody's like, weird. Nobody else has done that before. So she just yelps in surprise and then she immediately goes over to her and takes her hands and is like, I am so happy to meet you. Welcome to our world. Let me show you around. Like they bond like really quickly. I love Astrid is such a sweetheart. She's such an emotional pillar of the show. She's the fact that she actively mom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She actively wants to befriend her, her counterpart. Uh, there's an episode like after you know she, her counterpart goes home, like they need to meet up again. And Astrid's like brought her some coffee because coffee's super rare in Universe Two, 
It's really sweet. Yeah. And I love that no matter what universe or timeline you go to, like everybody likes Astrid. This is the one thing everybody can agree on is that any version of Astrid, very nice. That's a good friend. Yeah. Um, the differences between them, I think, is important to note, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like, oh, she has brown hair and is uh, has a slightly different like she likes sports now now mm. and it's not it's it's not that she in universe 2 she's maybe much more visibly on the autism spectrum mm. um and has the ability to process data and yeah. stuff like that at seemingly like a superhuman rate like she's she's phenomenal with with that stuff um and because of that it's kind of like separated her from the rest of her team Mm -hmm. it's kind of like socially made her a little more awkward uh as as she's just not she's not what's what's the right word here um she's just different from everyone else mm-hmm. for lack of be- be- be better terms and she she struggles to fit in um mm-hmm. but like you said they all still like her they all still really yeah. like like she is an integral part of the team mm-hmm. um and so yeah to 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 see them interact uh, to see the, the 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 two astrids interact is is so cool it's so touching i think at the end of that when you see uh astrid number one then go back to her home uh and be there with her dad 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 yeah. and get to see see him hug hug her her, her, her after this i'm sure emotionally draining mm-hmm. day as much as she was excited to meet her double just man like having to deal with thoughts of her father passing away especially after her mother has already passed away like oh and to to just see them hug is just like yeah this is good i I like i also love that before astrid two leaves walter like opens his arms like would you like a hug and she's not like yes i will accept a hug and it's it's really (laughs) sweet i like that walter also sees uh Oh, this girl doesn't have me in her universe. There is like the Secretary of Defense, Walter. Yeah. But they don't have the same bond that we do. I think he recognizes that might be helpful to you in this moment. Would you would you like the same hug I would offer my own Astrid? Right. Right. Yeah. I I love that dynamic between the two of them. It's always great to see that grow and to have that be one of the one again, one of the pillars of this show is the bond between Walter and Astrid. And I like in the final, in the two-part finale, where he's off of this theory that, like, no, William Bell is secretly still alive somewhere, and he used to buy these almonds that he had to import from Chile, and if we go to the import-export warehouse, (laughs) I think we can find clues about it. And Astrid's like, I don't think this is true. I think this is a waste of time, but you are hell-bent on doing this, and you don't drive, and I have to drive you, and I have to watch out for you. And they get into this situation where all these men are pointing guns at them and Astrid gets to have her moment of I'm an FBI agent I need you to stand down yep. like we'd never be an action hero for like five minutes she like kicks a guy it's great it's great until she then immediately gets shot which is unfortunate but they've like kept her being like the lab assistant 
for so long it's like once she gets to be in action mode we have to put all the action mode things like in one episode <laughs> just to kick somebody and then immediately get shot in one episode this is the one episode where we get to have yeah yeah but it, I, I i i was just gonna say i i remember you saying you really liked her character when we first yes! started watching the yeah! show and I, I was like oh yeah she gets plenty more to do in the show she does uh, yeah I, I i i hope you're satisfied and that, that we've gotten some some good astrid moments it's not enough yet. I wish we knew her as well as we knew Walter and Peter and yeah. Olivia. But I do like that this season does increase the amount and types of Astrid you get. And just how much love the other characters show for her and that she, is the, for, she has for the other characters. They go to see her in the hospital and there's all these big, bright, beautiful flowers there. And you don't know specifically who sent them. Maybe it was her dad. Maybe it's like, other people from the FBI office that are like, oh, Astrid, I haven't seen her since she joined the Fringe team and she's working in the Harvard basement. But I really yeah. liked her. I'm sorry to hear she was shot. Let me send her a dozen roses. Yeah. And then like, I, I love Peter reaching out and holding her hand. I love that those two have always been very good friends as like Walter's two caretakers that got this sort of like platonic caretaking partnership with each other. Like they're the only ones who like, know what the other one is going through dealing with Walter. And then at the end of that episode where she, she's okay. She survives. She like comes out in the hall with her bathrobe and she pulls out this package of red vines and gives Walter a red vine. And he finally gets her name right. And then they both like bite in the red vines at the same time. It's so cute. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, man, that is absolutely, I know we've said it a bunch, but this show just excels at the characters and the yeah. small moments and small victories that they get. Even the small setbacks and things that happen mm -hmm. to them uh, that trip them up is it like you're invested and you're just like, oh, no, like this means no. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, Peter, don't make this mistake again. Uh, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I love that this is a show about. Uh, it's about family, it's about love, and it's about learning from your mistakes. I like that Peter initially is like, I can't start anything with this Olivia because it isn't my Olivia. I've been through this before. I'm not doing it again. And then and when he, she and starts he still to kind of makes that mistake again, they have another like small moment like that. Yeah. But it gets resolved. Yeah. This is a show that. I like that it operates on very specific emotions, very specific conflicts that could only happen in this show. I think I talked last, you know, in the episode on season three, how another show would take its main couple and would have like some sort of a, a betrayal or cheating or something. And in this show, it's this very specific conflict of you slept with a version of me from an alternate universe and you didn't know it wasn't the original me. And now that the same sort of situation has happened again, Peter's like, no, I learned my lesson. Like, I'm I, hands off this Olivia. Wait until I get back to mine. And it's only after. She, and, and like the it's pain on her no face. Olivia from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> when she gets all her memories back and she's. All of this love her and Peter have for each other is like flooded into her at once. She's practically giddy with like waking up 
to this wonderful love that she has in her life. And she looks at him and she's like, I love you. And it hurts me so much to look at you and not see that same love returned because I've seen it before. I know you love me. Why aren't you loving me, Peter? It's me. It's I'm your Olivia. And he like kisses her. And then he's like, I don't know. I I can't make this mistake again. And I don't think I'm supposed to go home with you. And that's when the observer is like, no, bro, you're good. (laughs) And that episode ends with them like seeing each other across the street, running into each other's arms, kissing, spinning. This is such a romantic show. I, I love the romance between Peter and Olivia. And it's such an aspirational romance. Mm-hmm. It's they're so loving and honest and sincere with each other. I like that the show does give us these moments of uh, we see them cuddling in bed. We see them cooking dinner for each other. We see them going out on date night. Like we see yeah. that they do have a semblance of like a normal couple's life when they go home from these FBI investigations and all the stuff in the finale where they're like looking to buy a new house. And she's like one with space for a nursery. And he's like a nursery, a nursery. A nursery. And, and then when the, at the end of the episode where she tells him that she's pregnant, it's like the look on his face, like does things to me as like a single woman in my thirties. Yeah. I, the it, final it's... note I wrote down for this episode is just family. In all capital letters, because you got the two of them and then Walter and Astrid are there and they got their arms around each other. It's the cutest thing. I love that the show knows exactly this is what our core is. It is it is this family unit. Yeah, it's it's interesting that he now has a kid in each universe. Right. <laughs> right. <It's- laughs> I can't believe he unintentionally knocked up two Olivia's. <laughs> kind of what does that mean they're twins if, they, if it's the same. <laughs> interesting um yeah like there, there's there's that and then uh the other thing that i want to mention is that once mm. peter kind of self-actualizes into existence um yeah and, and all that all that stuff the the plan ends up becoming yeah that they are g- gonna have to shut down the bridge between mm. universe one and two uh, and as a result, those universes are no longer going to see one another. They're not going to be like, let's go to the work and see Folivia. What's Walter mm. up to today? All that stuff. They're not going to be able to see one another anymore. Yeah. And there's uh, a really, really, really good moment between the two Walters. Um, yeah as they're as they're figuring out what they want to do what's happening what that will mean all all that stuff john noble we all know is a fantastic actor uh this show and i think especially this season really just lets him shine and Mm -hmm. and do all sorts of stuff we 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 don't get to see as much of walter this season no um he's not in it very much but we 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 do get to see him we do get to see our walter uh there's an episode where we get to see like a, a more complete version of our walter who does not have the brain stuff taken out uh it, or at least that uh at, at least that's what he seemed like in that like terminator-esque future um, yeah 
where he he or it's like half and half right like there are times he seems like the walter we know then there are times he seems like a more like stern like i'm not sure how to describe it exactly mm. but you see these different versions of of him yeah. as they do these these strange things and that's always fascinating for me to see is just what walter would be like in these situations um and yeah john noble is just is tremendous and to see him just go from this you know completely stern and upright like completely focused and lucid department of defense secretary whoever he is in 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 universe two to this like kind of like spazzed out and just i do i need candy and licorice and oh (laughs) there's this one case where they had a cake and this cake was so and right he just goes off (sighs) into these tangents on good food um and and yeah he's just kind of all over the place um i really really liked uh closer to the finale when uh the uh i I don't know the actress's name who plays Charlotte on Lost. Oh, Rebecca uh, Mader. Yeah, when she is in the show, uh, and he is like looking at all of these people who spontaneously combusted, and he's he's like doing his thing and trying to be, he's minding his own business. But there are people that have learned that, like, hey, if we stand still, we won't spontaneously yes, yes and so they're stuck there and so he's just doing his thing in front of this person who's stuck just like i can't move i don't want to move or i'll like explode or, mm-hmm. or do, do something like that and he's he's talking about food he's talking about strange yeah. like sci-fi stuff they're like and like she's just sitting i'm sure she's just like what the is going on <laughs> <laughs> which I, we we learned down the the, the 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 road is not the case but yeah it, still like there's other people there that i'm sure are he, he, hearing these same things right of, this of is the guy they sent to fix us t- talking about yeah some spontaneously combusted person and he's gibbering about some some candy that he had 20 years ago right (laughs) uh the the finale's initial like sci-fi case conflict where all of these people like they've been infected with something like walking out of this train station and they people are like walking out and then like suddenly like they turn into dragons like their mouth starts burning steam comes out of their ears it's a sort of internal spontaneous combustion all these people collapse to the ground and some people realize it's when they walk when they move this happens so it's all these people like it's half bodies dead on the ground and half people like frozen still and there's a really wonderful shot of, of of the fringe team like walking through this room that's like half corpses half like people standing still and all of those people are facing away from the camera but as we see the team walk through we see astrid like make eye contact with one of them and she looks so worried and so scared when everybody else is like eyes forward focused on the case it's a beautiful little moment mm-hmm. <laughs> so sad but i i really a- liked what they d- hmm? go ahead 
I liked what they did with Rebecca Mater's character in this finale, where first you think she's just like this innocent victim. And she she calls Olivia like after the problem gets fixed and she's sent home. She's not going to uh, internally combust anymore. She's like, I think somebody's following me. I think somebody's in my house. And then we see an observer there in her house. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> later we find out like she's been a double agent. She's been working for William Bell. Like she knows the the observers and she's trapped one of them with a rune. She like Some painted a rune. rune. Yeah. Right. We've not dealt with ruins before. This is straight up magic stuff. What is that doing here? She painted it on her floor. The observer appears. You know, they can just walk in and out of time and space. Appears on the floor. He gets stuck on the floor. And then she cuts that section of floor out. And then I guess just loads September is his name and like a chunk of her own floor into a van and drives him to an abandoned warehouse how, for it how did she get that out of her house without him falling off or like do, do, like how, and in in the time span of her calling Olivia and then getting like it must not be the 15 minutes 20 minutes tops it's right wild like, what I, again, is happening here? This is one of the most preposterous things in this season, but it's so funny to me. I, I enjoy when the show gets this weird. And then there's an amazing scene where like she dies, but they need to get information out of her. Like, where is William Bell? How is this happening? Yes. Yeah. And they're able to revive her and they do this thing. I don't know how much of it is the actress and how much of it is digital effects, but all of her facial features are operating like out of sync with each other. Like her two eyes are spinning around and like pointing in opposite directions and like her mouth is moving and her face looks so disjointed. It's so eerie. And then she's yeah. hooked up to an EKG machine and she's going so haywire that the EKG is running backwards and like zigzagging in ways that an EKG is not supposed to. It's some of the finest, like, eerie sci-fi work that this show has done was that one scene. Yeah, that the the whole her two eyes moving <gasps> independently of one another, uh, that that has to be effects because, I mean, she is in this machine that keeps her head perfectly still and yeah, in the same yeah. spot. So as long as they film her in that angle, like. They can just get all of the footage and just just like switch it. So like they're, they're, it's not like in sync, if that makes right. sense. It, so yeah, <laughs> it looks like her eyes are just like dotting <gasps> in separate locations and um, all, all of that stuff. But yeah, when you put it all together, it just it looks weird. It is freaky. Oh, and she I like, love it. It has there's some like modulation on her voice as yeah, yeah, thing is speaking through her. God. Yeah, it's weird. It's creepy. Um, It's it's like a a sci fi exorcism, so to speak. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, that yeah, it's just it's wild stuff. But they that that effect was fantastic. Another like weird image in the particularly in this two part season finale, they go hog wild in the season finale. They do is Walter does this experiment where he like injects cortexafan into a an easy bake oven cake. 
He makes a little lemon cake and he cuts it in half and then you see the cake like whoop, like it grows back into a single slice. It heals the slice and the cake. Yeah. And that's how he figures, oh, Olivia can do the same thing. So to get out of this final conflict where William Bell has made Olivia like a battery that's going to power the collapse of the two universes so that he can make his Noah's Ark universe, Walter solves this by shooting Olivia in the head. Bruce Peter doesn't know what's going on. He's right. so upset. Great performances all around. And Walter's like, no, <laughs> he's crying. And Walter has to like grab his face and shake him. Like we're losing time. Clear the desk, put her on the desk. Get me that letter opener. And he like opens an exit wound in the back of her neck. And he's like, if I can get the bullet out, the cortexophan will heal her. And then he takes a presentation pointer, a telescoping presentation pointer and pokes the bullet out of her head quarter pocket (laughs) right and then she just uh lemon cakes her head back together right yeah yeah it's yeah uh crazy stuff goes on in in this show yeah some some people would absolutely say oh the show has jumped the shark so I, unrealistic it's so bizarre it's so wild yeah the show was never really realistic no. per se right it's it was always meant to be bizarre but yeah i i, I can see why some people yes. would yeah. absolutely say that i would agree with them for the most part but i think this is also like i like like i said at the start ratings wise the show has already hit rock bottom so it like is now starting to climb back up they still do a lot of really bizarre things in this season Mm -hmm. there's still more to come but i i feel like it's it's on a path to correct things Mm. if that makes sense because again like i said i like where this show ends off and it's been I don't know, like a d- decade since I've watched the show. So I, yeah. I, I don't even remember exactly how it wraps everything up. Um, but I can't wait to watch that. Uh, and yeah, like it, 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 it's starting to clear out these like, let's let's get all this weird stuff out of the way so we can just like focus on what we need right. to so do So we can here. spend the final season flipping back and forth in time between a Terminator dystopian future and, and now. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, how did you think of that uh, that dystopian future one? Again, I love the, the Terminator opening that's like, in 2015, the observers attacked. They regard all humans as natives. And it's in like all capital letters in red, so you know it's a keyword. And right, then certain yeah. natives uh, did start working for the observers and they are called they are called loyalists. <laughs> and you've so got like wild. the synthy score and then you've got this dystopian opening credits where normally the opening credits are like pseudoscience words like telekinesis, astral projection, psychic surgery, things like that. And then when you have like the 80s flashback episode, it's things that were considered future sci-fi in the 80s like personal computers (laughs) but you've got this dystopian future one where all the keywords are like individuality imagination freedom (laughs) (laughs) but on 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 top of that it's not it's not the like colored back 
go around with right. like, the weird like microscopic look at like yeah. fibers and cells and, st- and stuff like that. It is people in a prison and like barbed yeah. wire fences yeah. and stuff like it's just it's <laughs> so different. It's completely changed. It's God. so funny. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 like oddly, though, I, I kind of liked that version like that. Yeah. World that they have there is actually pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And so did we get another lost alumni uh in in the, that 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 one uh it, i've never seen the 100 on cw oh, yeah yeah but i know uh that that he's in that show as well um and i i he like has a similar character in in Maybe. that too i don't I, know exactly but yeah uh, uh I, yeah we 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 get to see him here in in this and i was, I was like oh hey right as soon as he, right as soon as he's on screen i like reached out my arms like i was a baby and my dad just came home <laughs> i was like henry he and Kirsten, pick me up you're home <laughs> good stuff and, and yeah I so I have been listening to this really wonderful fringe rewatch podcast called Observing the Pattern. And that does it episode by episode. And and like sometimes they'll mention things that happen in the future. Like there's it's not each episode is about the episode that it is, but sometimes they'll mention like uh, how things wrap up. It seems like it's a show by people who've watched the entire series for people who've watched the entire series. So it's like kind of spoil things for me here or there, but like I, I'm just getting pieces. I'm not really knowing what's going to happen. And sure. so I did know that they that there we've had baby Henry, and then I knew there was later the, another daughter named Henrietta, who's like the other universe Peter and Olivia's child with like the correct Olivia this time. Right. So yeah. I knew that's who she was. She's really well cast. She looks a lot like Anna Torv. She, you can see like the personality blend of her, her parents there. Yeah. Do you remember watching this for the first time? And like, was that clear to you? Did you immediately clock this mysterious blonde woman who never has her last name given? Did you figure out that's who she was? Or were you like, gee, I wonder I, who this new person is? I think so. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think there is a line or two in there about her like, not knowing who her parents are yeah. and it's it's kind yep. of one of those like Chekhov's gun things like oh well if if they introduce this idea of her not knowing who her parents are like that's probably something I should pay attention to um oddly enough JJ Abrams then goes on to do the same thing in his Star Wars movies and then that that gets thrown out the window in the second one and then reintroduce strange stuff but mm-hmm. um yeah I, like i i don't like i remember it being effective in a twist but more so like as confirmation of what i thought right mm-hmm. rather than like oh i didn't see this coming oh my goodness yeah yeah um, just like ah oh, i knew it yes yeah uh, so yeah i i, I liked it a lot, a, lot, a, lot, a lot i liked this idea of like their way of getting people out of the amber was like they have this like amber like mystifier that like puts it into a gigaseous state 
but only works for like a second. And so they have mm-hmm. to like get something that will also like push them out like instantly. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just think that's an interesting way to deal with that issue, issue rather mm-hmm. than like melting it or something yeah. like that. They just have this like instant boom, like shot gun uh, mm-hmm. thing there. Um, yeah. I, I like the sci-fi concepts of that. I like that our cast has been like frozen in amber. Olivia's mysteriously dead again. It's so funny that like after everything they've been through, like thinking back, like Olivia's in a car accident in the season two premiere. Then she's stuck in another universe. She finally comes back. Then Peter's erased from the timeline. And then he comes back and Olivia doesn't remember him. Is like, hey, you're supposed to die. Uh. Yeah, but he there's a scene in like the last couple episodes of this season where Peter looks at her and is like, I never want to lose you again. And then she dies and comes back to life and he has to do it again. Like, no, really? I never want to lose you again. But you know, she has to die another time. <laughs> the like yeah. amount of repetition in the show. I, I like it. It's it's comical to me. I think it's funny that <laughs> Olivia's died and come back to life. I think it's funny that Peter has fallen for like other Olivia's. <laughs> I like that all these she has a type. things just keep <laughs> I love that these things just keep looping and looping. Uh and people just have to figure out how to get off of the loop, how to finally stop everything. Like, I'm not doing this one more time. I need to get back to the world where my friends and I are all like alive and we know each other and we are together. Yeah. yeah. The l- last thing I will say about that dystopian uh, one, mm. I love the scene where they are in the building and they, they think they're trapped. And that's when Walter has this like lucid moment of like, well, follow me. And he just like, we, we never like, yes. we, we, I forget exactly what he says, but he says something along the lines of like me and Bell designed this building so that there's always more than one way out. And he just yeah. sticks his hand on some like random part of the wall and it's a hand scanner and like the <laughs> secret door opens up and it just like it's just it's su- it's just such a cool mo- 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 moment it like, is. in the midst of, of this. It's like, oh, secret passageways and massive dynamics man that's cool i love this <laughs> i i need to mention another one of my favorite walter isms from this season which is at one point they they discover a code that is a palindrome it doesn't matter what it is what walter says is oh it's a palindrome you know palindromes palindromes are words that are spelled the same way backwards and forwards like madam or boob and <laughs> john noble just like the tiniest smirk when he says boob right or boob this is also that might be the same episode where he reveals that in this universe where peter died and he couldn't get a new peter peter too also died he kept buying his son a birthday gift every year and he would just get something rapid and just keep it in a box as like a a symbol as a ritual and he's finally realized oh i've got peter back now let me get out all the stuff i bought you and it's like oh when you were 21 i bought you one beer with a bow on it when you were 16, I figured you'd be totally into girls, so I got you this. And it's it's, it's a, a porn magazine porn called mag, Pump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you see him with the magazine <laughs> later, later, later on, like, <laughs> coming out of the bathroom. 
<laughs> dumbest joke in there. Um, but, but <laughs> this it, season God, had it's so funny. I love that. Even if like the larger plot make it convoluted, you make it lost. You, you make it exasperated. There's always these. It will always have these great emotional moments. These great sci-fi concepts. Some mm-hmm. really funny jokes. There's one episode where Olivia like walks into the lab in the morning and Peter and Walter are getting ready to take Jean the cow out for a grazing day. They're like, she needs the time outside. We're taking her to her favorite pasture. And they are putting on her own FBI uniform. She has like a giant cow sized polo shirt that says FBI on it. She has a big FBI hat. She's wearing boots. Just now, now you have like that recontextualizes the whole show. So that the entire time that they're dealing with like alternate universes and weird like like self-inflicted mutations that turn people into monsters and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. They every so often just have to walk their cow. Right. I love it. Just take her for a walk around Harvard. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And they but like. For some reason, they feel the need that they need to specify that it's an h an fbi <laughs> cow like like walking your cow isn't weird enough i'm just like whoa guys watch out it's an fbi cow okay like hold your horses this, here like she she has this like she is an agent <laughs> like the fbi gave her like some, like an id number or something like no right she is it's like she isn't their pet she is part of the team <laughs> she's like on Broyles' call list <laughs> like ah uh, yes my my treasured team the bishops olivia astrid gene the cow official <laughs> fbi member she's on the job she has a uniform she has a dress code this is as much of the team as anybody else she will put on her fbi shirt and hat in her boots clumping around in her boots where's your hat (laughs) (laughs) she looks like she reminded me of that gag in the movie top secret where the soldiers have to disguise themselves like in a like two-person cow costume (laughs) and you see them putting it on and then it cuts to footage of like an actual Actual cow cow, walking around but the cow is wearing army boots (laughs) (laughs) so funny <laughs> yeah, I, I want to mention some wild stuff in, in this season for sure. I want to talk about a couple of the best episodes real quick. This yes, season had some really strong individual episodes. I love the one, like I mentioned earlier, with Stephen Root and his wife, whose name I forget at the moment, but she was mm-hmm. great. Where he, they're this married pair of scientists, and she has had early onset Alzheimer's, and he. F- finds a way to go back in time to slowly get this equation from her that's going to allow them to permanently go back in time. But every time he goes back, he's like, I'm here for five minutes. Okay, I've got it up to 10 minutes. Eventually he can get up to like 47 minutes. And every time he goes back, they're repeating the same day over and he's just wishing for her to get that much farther in the equation. And at the end, when she realizes this, she's like, you have to let me go. You can't keep looping back in time like this. Just just yeah. love me just love me as i am uh and that and that will be enough it's really touching i love the episode um i love when we get the redo of a season one episode 
which is the one yeah. with the monster on the plane. I love that they do it again. They've got better effects for the monster. We can actually see it this time. Uh, do we get to spend time with that bookseller, one of my favorite, like, little, little minor... <laughs> I don't mean about the man's height. I mean, like, he's just like a small part recurring character who will show up, like, maybe once or twice a season for three minutes. And I like that when we go back and we do this episode again, we spend a couple more minutes with that guy, which I was so happy to get the time to spend I with him. And I love how Olivia is, like... And not reluctantly is not the word, but just kind of fell into this role where she's flirting with him. Uh, <laughs> and like, not like she is reluctant, yes, but mm. then at like, like she doesn't realize it at mm. first. And then is like, oh, that's not what I want to do. But oh, this is a part of the job. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll play into it, right? And so, yeah, like she has this like flirty relationship with him in a weird way, and Peter's just standing there the whole time, because <laughs> um, he's he's the one that knows him, and and yeah, and the, the whole the the whole like it's not a love triangle, obviously, but uh, it, like that whole like triangular relationship of those yeah. three, I really like them. Um, like he is just like he's a another kind of like weird side character that I really, yeah. really enjoy. There was I, what what's his name in the previous seasons who worked at the bowling alley? Sam like, Weiss. I, yeah. Yeah. Like that stuff was with, fantastic. With like the timeline wiping, there's things that like there's supporting characters that I think the show is completely diverged a- away from just due to its plot mechanics. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I miss. Like the guy who ran the typewriter store. I miss Sam Weiss. I miss Henry the cab driver. And do you do wonder about a version of the show that is more of the episodic procedural? And it's like, oh, we could have gotten more of Markham the bookseller. We could we could have gotten more of these little uh, of these like small background supporting characters popping up more often every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I we don't see them often, but I think the show does do a great job populating these characters on the fringe of its world sure i also want to shout out the episode where they go to the town that is two it's like the same town in both universes that are being compressed together and there's all these murders that are all these violent crimes that are happening there's a woman who will be like married to her husband for 15 years but then she says i've never seen that man before in my life what is he doing in my house and she'll shoot him like ah, an intruder and later she'll be like Oh no, where's my husband? Is my husband dead? And they realize like these people's minds are like flipping back and forth between their lives and the two universes. Yeah. And it there's like a That's certain cool. section of town where it's like, okay, we have to get there. And then we think we're safe. We think it's like, you know, these two towns are like Venn diagramming over each other, and we have to like stay on the edges of the thing so it doesn't happen to us. And this is the episode where Olivia is starting to remember her relationship with Peter. I love the first thing she remembers is the sex dream. I think that's funny. <laughs> and then as she's remembering things, she's like, is, is, is this, did this happen to me? Did this happen to another universe? Is Olivia, where are these coming from? So she's dealing with like losing her place in her universe, in her memories, in time, while they have to work on solving this for an entire town. And like other things are happening as the two towns merge, like there's, you know, like the city gets destroyed. There's mutations. 
one point there's a guy who has two faces, but the other face is like upside yeah. down, which yeah. you see only for a second. But it is like the eeriest image. Wild. And I love that that episode is like them outside and on a foggy night. It's so atmospheric. It's very X-Files. I dug that one a lot. Like, I like that this show has this ongoing mythology that uh, can become convoluted, whether that's a turnoff or a turn on for you. Like, I think it's so much fun how preposterous the show gets. But it does have room for these more uh, standalone episodic concepts within its investigation of this mm -hmm. overall mythology where you get like those yeah. married scientists. You exactly. get the town that's like two towns collapsing in on each other. You get the monster on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. That was neat. They, they definitely did some fantastic stuff uh, mm -hmm. with, with this season. Um, I don't know if I have much more to say on this season, uh, except they end this season with this kind of warning. Yeah. They are coming. Yeah. They are coming. The Observer War. Yeah. Um, so maybe that dystopian future isn't too far off here. Uh, right. And I, I don't know a lot about season five. I just know that it's it's shorter. It's 13 episodes instead of 22. And I just went mm -hmm. to the season page on HBO Max and like looked at the episode titles and the thumbnails. And it looks like we're going to be going back and forth in time in that Terminator dystopian future and in. I don't know if it's like immediately after this timeline. Like, I don't know if it's like, oh, this is later that year or it's like several years later because i think at one point henrietta mentions that her she hasn't seen her parents since she was four so right. like the other episodes we're seeing could be any time within that like four-year time span so i'm kind of excited for the show to get to play with time i think it's mm -hmm. funny that the show has done two different forward like flash forward jumps yeah because <laughs> yeah. like peter does the days of future past thing in the season three finale and now we get a separate distinct dystopian future the show's yeah, got room absolutely. to do everything and do everything multiple times over <laughs> yeah uh one season left and uh <sighs> let me ask you this then H how do you think the show is going to wrap up or like what, what what is the end state of the show i I would like there to be some sort of a a final reset. I feel like the characters deserve it. Mm -hmm. And since we've been in this, the show has always played with its opening credits. Main opening credits started as blue. We go to the alternate universe, they're red credits. And then there'll be like the 80s version or you know, the dystopian future version. Uh, for the one Days of Future Past episode, it's the same credits, but just in black and white to sort of separate it as something entirely out of the timeline. This season's credits have been this amber color Orange, separated yeah. from the other universes. It's universe one, but it's this different timeline of universe one. And I want us to get back to the blue credits universe. I hope the series ends there. And it, this is a show that has proven itself to like know what its heart is. And it is sure, these yeah. characters. It is this relationship. You know, the show is on the side of no Peter and Olivia like should be together and should have a family with, with Grandpa Walter and, and Hannah Astrid and Uncle Broyles and Gene the Cow. <laughs> like, it, like it knows. I know we are going towards a happy 
ending. I, I okay. know that. I just don't know exactly what manner of happy ending and what crazy twists and turns we're going to take on the way to that happy ending. I gotcha. Yeah. That, that's, I think, a, 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 a good wish, a good prediction. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't remember exactly like, <laughs> where things end up. Uh, or or how exactly they get there it's very vague in my mind because again it was like a decade ago that i watched this mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm excited to watch this one and next month talk about uh the the fifth and final season of fringe yeah. the end of next month um cool good stuff let's mm-hmm. let's check in on bingo yes do we have yes. any um bingo updates here let me see let me pull this up and bring it over man all there we bingo go play get the right um, file we should okay. put cut in half by a portal on our bingo sheet next year how 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 common is that though that would be my thing of like that's so specific or like just or like eviscerated would that be a bet so it doesn't have to be a portal but just like character it like has a major portion of their body cut off oh yeah cut in half yeah (laughs) i just feel like any story that has a portal somebody's losing a limb or half up to half of their body from portal something yeah um Uh, so this season self thanks to time travel no i don't think we got that well, um, we have what we have is a flash forward. I don't think there's any literal time travel happening. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One thing I think I can get is Santa might be real. Because at okay. one point, like some characters listing off like all these things that it's like, no, that's impossible. How could that happen? There's no way you could do that. I don't even remember who it is. But then we wrote down that Walter says anything is possible, including Santa. Interesting. Okay. Do I- I yeah, and like the the square is not Santa is real. The square is might be real. Santa might be real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that fits. That absolutely fits. It gives me no bingos, but I am happy to cross it off. Oh wait, no. Yes, it does. I've got a diagonal. Oh yeah, you do. Um. Ooh, a villain with a pet. No, I still don't think we have that. How do you feel about Mysterious Scar now that we got uh, David Robert Jones? Ooh. I, I, I feel like we did this with season one where we were like, I mean, yeah, he's disfigured. He has a scar, but. OK, I don't know I feel like. Because we already know how he got that way, that doesn't count. It, it counts if like we see the scar, or we see some sort of an injury and then we're like, what happened there i can't wait to find out right yeah yeah i i I don't feel i can do that one so i don't think i have anything that i can mark down we don't have a a character who connects to computers we don't have a spaceship ai no han zimmer score reaction of animal to judge trustworthiness i don't think we had that no they ought to do that with gene right yeah (laughs) oh i gotta mention one of my favorite moments this season i can't believe i forgot to mention it it's like after 
Peter's back. Olivia's like back in her old memories. They're all working on some case. And Walter looks over and he sees Peter and Olivia and Astrid kind of talking and like joking with each other about the case. And he just looks over at them and he just says, perfect. And then like Lincoln is believed to be uh, in, in, like infected with something. And Lincoln's like, what's perfect? Are my test results back? Am I safe? And he's like, oh, no, I'm not done yet. I'm just saying, look at my perfect little family unit. <laughs> You're nice too, Lincoln. <laughs> I I think God, it's so, so sweet. Awkward. I'm so happy that he's looking. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> They're meeting each other at the crime scene. It's like Walter and Astrid in one car and Peter and Olivia in another car. And as they walk up to the crime scene, Walter turns to Astrid and says, Look, there's my son and his girlfriend. <laughs> like he, Astrid knows. He knows Astrid knows. He's just happy to be able to say these words. He'll tell anybody. He's so happy. He's a proud dad. Right? I, I, I love it. I, I love that he, he loves his, his son and his son's girlfriend and, and Astrid, his additional child. <laughs> I love it. Like she's, she's always part mom. of the family unit. Like she, she is the, <laughs> she is the mom. Because there is that one scene where she tells yeah. him to do something, and Walter kind of reacts ne- 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 negatively and right. says, well, "You're not my mom." And 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 she's just like, "Well, humor me." <laughs> like, right? He's, he's like, "Why like, are you fine. always mother hanning me?" And she's like, "Maybe I like it. Just humor me." Right? right. <laughs> I just love like, that. Ah, fine. <laughs> I love this this weird but very very close knit little family. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Um, okay, cool, cool. We will, uh, as normal, do our recommendations mm-hmm. next time at the end of next month once we have finished the show. Uh, which brings us to what we are doing for this next week. Yeah, we already have it picked out. Uh, Melissa, since you will be here in person. You brought some uh, since since you're taking a road trip down to see me, you pitched some road trip movies, one of which is one that you thought I desperately needed some education in. Um, It's been mentioned here on the show or on the captain's Mm -hmm. log. Uh, a number of times and i'm always just like i don't know I, I, don't, I, I don't follow the muppets and so you're like yes! kyle we need to watch the muppet movie we do and i was just like sure let's do that one <laughs> quintessential road trip movie such a delight uh yeah and like you've always had like the most basic cursory knowledge of the muppets like i've seen them you know there's frog one bear I know one they exist yeah Right. <laughs> like, we got to get you more familiar with the Muppets. So I'm happy to have this opportunity. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that is what we will be up to this next mm-hmm. week. Uh, go watch the Muppet movie with us. We will be talking about that next week when Melissa is here in person. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll both be on, on screen he, here. Uh, it's right. going to be pretty fun and interesting. So good stuff. Things to get excited mm-hmm. for yeah i'm stoked stoked indeed uh i think that's about it then i think that's Mm -hmm. about it uh so melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities show where me and my brother jams talk about kids shows you feel like only you remember there you go 
hit the button this time. Did it do the right thing? I don't know. I put it in a folder so that I wouldn't yes. hit the button on accident. There we go. Just got started there. I don't know why it's slow sometimes, though. But mm -hmm. you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. We are at the Whatnots on Twitter. If you'd like to stay up to date with all the stuff we do there, uh, go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, lots of cool things on our YouTube channel. This has been number two hundred and sixteen of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.